Viewpoint. We are into the peak flu season, which is usually from November to January. And with many people traveling this year end, it is quite easy to catch a bug or infectious diseases. But when you suffer from minor ailments like a cough or a cold, do you often wish you don't have to go to the doctors just to get a medical certificate as evidence that you're sick and need to rest? Well, joining me on Viewpoint are a pair of e-pharmacists who think perhaps it's time to do away with the MC paper proof. They are Winthrop Wong, founder of e-pharmacist Glovida RX, and Geraldine Lim, co-founder of Glovida RX. Welcome to the show, Winthrop and Geraldine. Thank you very much, Lily, for having us. My pleasure, Winthrop. You wrote an opinion piece in The Straits Times and questioned the relevance of medical certificates as proof of illness, given that hybrid working is quite common these days and we don't even have to physically go to the doctors for a consult with telehealth consultation services available widely. So I'm quite certain you feel quite strongly about this to have written that op-ed. Share with me your thoughts, perhaps from an e-pharmacist point of view. In my opinion, I think to get an MC for one or two days sick leave, I think it may not be be so relevant anymore because most of the time these conditions are quite mild and they are quite self-limiting and most of the time it can be self-treated as well. So most important for patients that have this kind of mild conditions, I, I think uh, it'd be good if we can have a change of habits or some education to the public to say that hey, uh, pharmacists uh, can be the first point of contact so they can contact us to, to get some healthcare advice. And we as pharmacists, we can also prescribe or dispense some simple medications or vitamins to just treat the symptoms. And the good thing about the, the, the services that we have is the free home delivery as well. Okay. Geraldine, any thoughts? I think the main thing is that I think uh, with sick leave and all that, it was mandated or it was actually in the Employee Act since many years ago. But things have changed, especially since COVID. So uh, there are a lot of growing trends. I mean, these days, everybody just Googles their symptoms and decides whether they have a viral or bacterial infection. But of course, I think a lot of it is, okay, um, I have had this cough before. Mm. I know what. I need to take, I probably can see a pharmacist for this uh, instead of having to, oh, but if my HR tells me that an MC is mandated, then I need to like, okay, get out of my pajamas, go down to see a clinic, see other patients in the queue who are mm. even more sick than I am just to get the MC that's required by my HR. So I think the thing is that most people these days Google everything. And I think if they could stay at home, rest from a bout of diarrhea or from cough or cold or flu and still have their medications delivered to them by an e-pharmacy, I think they would see it as something that's very helpful versus having to do something for the sake of just doing it. So how do you think we should approach this? It seems like it's an all or nothing approach. I think the main thing is, I think uh, just two things that we're talking about, trust and accountability, right? Mm -hmm. So do you trust your employees enough to say that they call in sick and it's valid? Versus how do you make them accountable if it's, for example, they went to party yesterday and didn't <laughs> want to turn up for work. So I think uh, there's a huge level of trust. And I think that trust was already established and still growing since COVID with the hybrid working environment. I mean, how much can you monitor your staff when they are working from home anyways, right? So that's one, trust. For uh, accountability, checks and balances, I think uh, companies can always mandate, say, okay, if it's more than two days, please get an MC. But anything less than that, you just tell me that you have diarrhea, you have cough, you have cold. 
you know, just call in sick, that could be a check and balance that HR organisations can also consider. Yeah, I understand that Health Minister Ong Yi Kang said last year that healthcare clusters in Singapore, they are actually accepting up to three days of sick leave without the need to produce an MC. And he went on to say the civil service grants officers up to two days for mild conditions like cough and cold. And he also said that he hopes that calling in sick to work without having to produce an MC can be a more prevalent practice in the future. So I think there are organisations and companies that have started doing this, but do you know that it's getting traction? I think it's uh, because of uh, COVID or uh, post-COVID, I think it's uh, gaining traction uh, and uh, more and more companies recognise that uh, is is better for the employees to just rest at home. Yeah, there's no real need to rush just to get a piece of paper to show the HR department that they are sick. So again, like what Geraldine mentioned, I think is what we term it is uh, honor-based sick leave, so that there is a trust factor between employer and employees, so that uh, things can be more streamlined. We, we can save on money, on time, and on uh, resources and uh, don't clog up the clinics or the healthcare system. And also, of course, answering the question about whether this is getting more prevalent, Mm -hmm. I would assume so. Um, Actually, we do speak to other business owners, ourselves included. I think a lot of employees these days say, oh, you know, um, can I claim for my dentist I got a very bad toothache or can I see acupuncturist? Yesterday, I was lifting something out of a box in the office and I got a really bad right now mm. can I claim for this so I think these days they are also moving towards flexi medical benefits and this flexi benefits can include uh, seeing a dentist seeing a TCM and maybe even seeing a pharmacy for uh, medications to help treat a cold and having a, a set amount per year maybe for example a dollar amount that all employees can use to see a variety of healthcare professionals. Are we seeing such practices being more common in other countries? Yes, so uh, I, I studied in Australia mm-hmm. so uh, and I worked there for, for a while. So my previous boss, she was uh, quite flexible in a way. It's like I can uh, buy vitamins or I can see a physio and then claim it through the company to treat my condition. Okay, so like what Geraldine said earlier, it really starts with trust. But how do we enforce that without people abusing the system? That's the key question, isn't it? I think there's also a faith element, especially when you're hiring somebody, Mm. you know, uh, during the hiring process, you should also be able to assess whether this person has integrity. I think it's it's a continual process. It's not just you know, one incident of a sick leave and all that. Mm-hmm. I think trust is to be built and built over time. And I think even if somebody gave you an MC, you know, and you would be able to tell whether it's a genuine one or not. Mm. I think after years of experience working with different people, right? So I think uh, uh, rather than to make it mandatory and assess on a day-to-day basis whether this employee is somebody to be trusted. For a start, how do you suggest that we change this old mindset that, oh, I cannot trust my employees? No, no, no. I don't want them to skive. How do we make a start on building that trust and going the way of an MC-less society? <laughs> like we mentioned, maybe uh, for a few days, one to two days, or maybe like the civil servants that you mentioned earlier, you know, three days, uh, anything more than that, please get an MC. Mm. And of course, you could also, if instead of like 14 days of sick leave uh, with all mandatory MCs, maybe like a quarter of them or one half of them is calling sick without MC. You could do something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there would be ways to do this. And of course, just organize a focus group among senior management 
and mm. decide what's best for the organization. I'm sure more and more people would like that to not have to produce an MC and maybe just self-medicate. So tell me, how did this come about? How did your business come about? It started off because of uh, COVID and the prevalence of uh, teleconsult clinics. So we thought, hey, there's no e-pharmacy so that uh, patients can speak to pharmacists. And so happened the HSA also came up with some guidelines to how to open an e-pharmacy. So that's why we embarked on this journey to set up an e-pharmacy store to help give a better access to patients for their healthcare needs. Are there many e-pharmacists in the market here? I would like to say that we are the first consumer-centric e-pharmacy. Mm. So which means that we uh, we have uh, pharmacists that the patients can contact us through WhatsApp, WhatsApp can call us, message us or even video call us through WhatsApp. Yeah, we have a real pharmacist on standby during our working hours to answer any healthcare questions. It is a more tech-enabled pharmacist as opposed to us going to, you know, some of the pharmacies, physical ones, and waiting to see a pharmacist there. And sometimes they're not around at all. Exactly, right. Lunch (laughs) breaks. Yes, correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or just pharmacists not available during this time. Uh, It has been actually very encouraging. So we have roughly 30 inquiries uh, per day. uh, And uh, we have, yeah, helped so many patients. And a lot of times, is like uh, they just want reassurance mm-hmm. uh, on uh, what they are taking or on their health condition. Is it so serious that uh, they need to see a doctor? And uh, we have done easily 10 to 20 deliveries or parcels to the patients mm-hmm. per day. Are your customers mostly the younger crowd or is it across the demographics? So it's across the demographics. Uh, we have a quarter who are like the acute uh, patients and a quarter are mothers asking for their children. Then another quarter for chronic medications and another quarter for eczema flare-ups. So um, I'm glad that we are having uh, this call. I think the dream for us is also to elevate the profile of pharmacists. Mm. I think if you maybe did a survey out um, in public in Singapore to ask, do you know what the profession of pharmacists do? I think a lot of Singaporeans may not be able to give a very definitive answer, but a very short answer to that is that pharmacists are medication experts. Mm. So you could speak to them about drug interactions, about the types of drugs they could take together with, you know, can I take probiotics with prebiotics or with antibiotics? And also, I think because Singapore is an aging population, more than one quarter of us will be above 60 by the year of 2030, which is another six to seven years more. Mm -hmm. So which means that the burden on caregivers on the sandwich generation would just get bigger and heavier. So we are also hoping to educate Singaporeans about tapping on the resource of pharmacists. The good thing about e-pharmacy is that you can always WhatsApp us a question it's easy for you to recall what we said. For example, oh, can my dad take this drug with this other drug and then this medicine and then our pharmacist can say yes or maybe two hours apart, you can forward that message over to your dad and mm. that would also serve to alleviate the burdens on caregivers. Okay. Oh, because I go to the pharmacist quite a lot. <laughs> I have two children, <laughs> you know, they fall sick every now and then. Mm. There's this thing that I don't think I can get from a pharmacist without going to the doctor. 
practice the prescription medicine. Yes. yes. So what do you do if you need a repeat round of medication and you don't really want to get to the doctors again? Uh, very good question. Uh, so, so the good thing about Glovida Pharmacy is that we can refer patients to our panel of doctors. Normally, it takes 30 minutes to an hour for the teleconsult to happen. Mm. And uh, the doctor will send us a e-prescription and we can dispense it. And if it's before 3 p.m., we can deliver it within the same day. Fantastic. Another advantage is that uh, before the patient pays, we will also consult them. Are the medications okay? Uh, Do they want something else or they don't need something? And then again, this is to build a relationship with the patient so that uh, there's a trust factor that uh, maybe in the future, they can also call us directly. Mm-hmm. So something that is more severe or let's say after more than 48 hours, we will definitely refer them to a doctor. Wow, it's convenient. It saves especially the caregivers or even the patients a lot of time and they can rest at home. Okay. You can go to our website, www.gluvida.com. There will be a WhatsApp icon on the bottom right. Click on it, just start the WhatsApp conversation. You can ask anything under the sun with healthcare-related, medication-related. The consultation is free or you could just call us and Mm. we will respond to you quickly. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and perspectives on the MC culture and about how we can make better use of e-pharmacists like yourselves as well. Winthrop Wong and Geraldine Lim from e-pharmacy Glovida Rx. Thank you. Thank you. Viewpoint. 